0: I just want to say hello to you here. Uh, I've got a friend here. Uh, this is this is Ryan. There he is. Josh. Hey, how you doing? Great. I am just sharing
1: our live feed on my uh, Facebook right now, and we here want we go.
0: to encourage you to do that uh, at home or wherever you are. If you're joining us on Facebook, uh, share it. Some of you may be joining us on YouTube. Please uh, feel free to share. Uh, we're here to answer some questions. Yeah, excited for that. I know. No, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some talking here. We want to involve you though, and so we'd love your input in this. Uh, we've got some questions from before that we'll uh, we'll bring up in a bit, but uh, we'd love to see you in the comments. Yeah, and uh, and we can see you. We can. In the comments. Well, you can. I can right here. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I but
1: this find was it. we started this uh, something similar in the summertime and. Yes. Uh, just had a blast answering questions, interacting around the gospel, around how to become disciples, and you know, questions about the Bible, and practical questions. And so I'm grateful that we're, uh, we're back at it, because yes. I want us to be a community of faith that wrestles together. Absolutely. I, I think that's a I good thing.
0: I, you know what? I mean, what a great idea that we should be a community of faith that wrestles. Seeing that That is the very thing that God named his people. Right. Yes. Israel, the word Israel means wrestles with God. And if God chose to name his people that, um, I I feel like he's saying something to us. Yeah. Well,
1: and what's interesting is that he goes from Jacob to Israel, right? Which Jacob is grabber of the heel or swindler or sort of like cheater Uh to, so he's cheating people, to he's wrestling with God. Yeah. So it's this different disposition in life, more of a vertical, uh, defining characteristic of who okay. he is, his identity. Yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah. Uh, man, well, here's what we're going to do. Um, we are going to involve some of you, and I, there's already a few questions that have come in. Um, the first one's actually, uh, just one question has come in online um, through YouTube here. Michael Truncali thinks he's funny. So he just says, what color what color is my shirt? So no, we do not answer those kind of questions. We don't know all (laughs) white. We we can't see you through this. You realize that you can see us. We cannot see you. (laughs) There you go. Um, but thank you. Hello, Michael. Good to see you. Thanks for
1: joining us, Michael. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Pedro, he's, he says he's got a question, which is great. So write that in the comment, Pedro, and, uh, we'd love to answer that. So, um, we're going to be taking your questions from uh, live on the screen here, if you uh, are bold enough to, to send that in, um, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be doing that. But I, I've got something something exciting to, to tell you about, that, that this is actually going to be also the first episode of our new podcast. Yeah. So not only are we on Facebook, not only are we on YouTube, but we're also going to be on a podcast now, um, I think I know there's some people that haven't quite get- gotten into podcasts yet, and and this is for you. We want to invite you into this space as well, because it's a great opportunity to-, to learn as well alongside. And so, yeah, I think
1: the great thing about the podcast, Josh, is uh, you can throw it on on your way to work, on your commute. You can you know, listen to it on a run. That's usually what I listen to and I'm on runs. You can listen to us on 1.5 time or two times faster. Yes. So if we talk too slow, just put us on two times fast and we will talk really, really fast while you're on your run. You'll run faster if you listen to it on two times. Absolutely. I'm a lot more interesting when I'm at three times. So three times. Three times oh, fast. I'm really interesting. That's ambitious.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that uh, that is definitely an option, but it's, it's something that you can kind of... Um, do it your own time and your own pace. So you, with a podcast, you don't have to be here right at 4 o'clock on a Thursday, right? Um, and so we're going to be launching that in a, in a couple weeks. This will be the first one, uh, but you've got to build up a few episodes before you can launch. There you I go. I learned that. There you go. I didn't know that. I'm learning about podcasting. I've, you know, I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I've been on a few but I've never posted one. Uh, Joshua, what are you going to call this podcast? Well, that's a good question because we need a name for this <laughs> podcast. Don't it's we? not
1: inconsequential.
0: And so um, we need some <laughs> uh, we need some of your opinions on names. In fact, I, I, I do have one. What does it have? One that I, I really like. Okay. And uh, I think this is going to be the name, unless I get shot down or there's a copyright infringement of some sort. <laughs> no, I'm just, but uh, the name is Vitology. 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 I like that. vitology would be the name. The vitology podcast. Okay. Vitology, it actually means the, the the study of life. Study of life. Now, not like biology, which is the study of bios, which is like biological life, but but this is this is life in a, a different way. I like way, that. In a f- more fuller sense of life. And so here's what uh, here's what we're going to call it and I'm going to put this on the screen for okay. you. Okay. Vitology, vital signs for life abundant. Vital
1: signs for life abundant. I like that. So, I like that a lot. It, I also like it because I, uh, at one point in my life, was a Pearl Jam fan.
0: <laughs> that might be it's another their, reason why I love it. It's their
1: second best album. I mean, 10 was the best, 10, you know. You be. uh, yeah. Yes. But Vitology, I mean, that had can't find a better man. No. It, uh, yeah.
0: And actually, we want to be better men. We want to be better men. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and you know you can't find a better man than Jesus. So that's you know right. there's a lot There you go. Vitology. <laughs> I, mean, we I talk like Pearl it. Josh. I like it. And yet like this it. is this is not a you know a podcast about Pearl Jam. However, there, you know there's there's worse things to talk about there are. in life, right? I mean
1: <laughs> Probably better also, but there are worse.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, um, that that's where we're thinking uh, that this is going to be called down the road, and so you'll hear more about that. Uh, but you know what we need every podcast has to have some like intro music okay okay they, I they, agree. they do intro and they do outro and so uh musicians out there we need some help uh, we we need some like custom music for this oh i like right that. yeah don't you think i mean something just you know it's like a 15 second thing that just intros us and you know if not we'll find something online but it would be great to that would be cool have some something original yeah do that that eddie vetter would approve of yeah of so, course <laughs> If you can get the stamp of approval from Eddie Vedder, um, we'll, man, yeah, you, we'll bring you on this podcast. <laughs> um, well, so, okay, a podcast, though. And I've got, I've got a few questions. It looks like Bill Williams has, uh, has got the, uh, some questions here. We're going to get to that, Bill. Um, in fact, that's a question we've heard a bunch from. Um, we're going to get there. But I want to talk a little bit about what this format is uh, before we get, as our inaugural podcast uh, uh, a podcast or a live streaming this is off the cuff do you have do you have sermon notes here Ryan
1: no uh, I have my phone so I can get them but <laughs> you can find I, them. I have my Bible
0: there you go my phone and so that means that this is something different than a, than, than you standing in front of
1: oh a yeah pulpit. yeah I mean I walked in here a few minutes before we started filming and you showed me the questions then so I haven't looked at them. I haven't studied, uh, this is more off the cuff and more just, uh, sort of from the heart, I guess, but it's, what we want to do is model what it looks like to be a community that wrestles with the scriptures. So, you know, we're not, when you're at your workplace and people ask you questions about your faith, uh, you don't usually have the liberty to go and study and say, all right, I'm going to go. I mean, you can say, let me get back to you on that, but, uh, we have to be ready to give a response. Yeah. Right then, and so that we want to practice that. And to that end, I would also say, Josh, uh, we would be grateful for a lot of grace. You know, there's yeah. things we say sort of in a spontaneous response, and we may come back and go, You know, I think I'd say that differently Absolutely. if I had an edit button. So, you know, yeah. uh, I, I think it's just a different mode of communication. So, we want to make sure that people know that this isn't authoritative teaching, quote unquote. This is a podcast where we're exploring faith and. We're sojourners uh, and exiles, trying to live faithfully to Jesus and yeah. true to the Scriptures together. So,
0: yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. This is, in a sense, this is this is the process. Yeah, we're processing through this, and and we're gonna ask questions that, a lot of times, don't even have one answer. Right, and and, and that's okay, and we're okay with that. there, we're gonna we're gonna have to, in a podcast especially, be able to live in the gray yeah. a little bit more, right? I mean, in, in sermons, we we want to give answers where we can, right? Uh, and in here, we're going to you know, try to give some helpful answers too, but there's also going to be a lot of things that we'll talk about that, that don't really have clear answers or have multiple answers.
1: And usually the reason you're asking questions is because— they're good questions, right? They're, right? And I always joke and say, well, the reason the church has debated this is because it's debatable. And the, we have to be willing to live in, sometimes to live in tension and go, man, this is my best guess on, on where we should land on this, but I'm going to hold it pretty loosely. Yeah. And, you know, Josh, the longer I've, I've walked with Jesus, the more comfortable I've become with that. Um, that mm-hmm. sort of that gray area and not having to define everything, you know, to a T and put it in a box, but just being willing to go, gosh, this is my best guess. And this is where I stand on that, but I hold it pretty loosely because I see some nuance in scripture that I want to try to honor yeah. rather than systematize away. Yeah. So absolutely.
0: Absolutely. And that that's, I think that's something that it's good for all of us to see. Yeah, right? I, I, I would argue that. And, to, and this is where we, we want to involve you. Your, your questions, um, you, know, you know, the teachers always say there's no bad questions, right? And, and sometimes yet in a church, we feel like if we ask a question that it all has any doubt in it or anything like that, that, that somehow you're going to get judged. And, and this is a safe space yeah. to, to ask questions and to ask any kind of questions. Because we'll talk about them, and we'll be honest with the, the doubts that we have, and those kind of things. That, that, totally. That's reality.
1: You know, it's, uh, it reminds me of, of a Dallas Willard quote where he said, uh, usually we teach theology where we say, you should believe this whether you believe it or not, <laughs> you know, and um, it was his way of saying, we have to create space for people to wrestle with truth,
0: and uh, my hope is that church is a safe place, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, by the way, now this just popped up and I got to bring this up because Bill Williams, he just said that, uh, just a fun fact, he says, I did a video work, I did video work for Eddie Vedder's dad. What? This is the closest connection. <laughs> on episode one, we have the closest connection to Eddie Vedder here. Um, he has a video of Eddie Vedder doing commercials You're when he was a kid. kidding me. Okay.
1: Okay, Bill. I like oh, this. I love it. Love it.
0: We're on the right track,
1: Josh. Vitology, it is. All
0: right. Bill, he he already loves our show. This is great. Okay, we have a subscriber. You know, um, I don't have anything to subscribe to yet, but I would say like and subscribe because that's yeah. what they all say. Anyway, it is. Well, um... You know, this is, this is where uh, getting into some of those questions, we're, we're going to get there. In fact, uh, um, we're going to do this on a bit more regular um, kind of way. We're not going to commit to every week. During holidays, we're not going to do this. That's next week. Um, but, but we want to be fairly regular. Yeah. And if we can, once a week or so. In fact, we're going to bring on some other guests. Uh, in fact, in two weeks, we're going we're gonna to bring on Chip Whitman. Oh, Chip. Chip Whitman is yes. going to be here. In fact, we're awesome. going to be live on that Wednesday. Very that cool. Is the third, second, second. On the second um, at four o'clock with Chip Whitman and uh, talking about the holidays and handling holidays. Uh, like, and grief around the holidays. Grief and the holidays. And
1: yeah. Oh, that's going to be good, man.
0: And what a cool thing because, I mean, here's the thing everybody's experiencing grief around this holiday. Yeah, this
1: is a weird one, isn't it? This is a weird one
0: because we're all missing what should be yep. in some sense. So yep. anyway, that's, uh, that's going to be cool. So that's coming up. And so we'll have other guests as well. Uh, but uh, sometimes we'll interact around the sermon and really want to get you guys, um, I- as you have questions, to just bring them up. In fact, uh, let me put an a, uh, email on the screen here that you can always send questions to, just questions at efcc.org And uh, anytime you have questions about anything, um, we'd love to get them, and we'll just catalog them and try to get to them as soon as we can. All right. Well, um, we're going to dive into Daniel in a little bit. Good. Before we get there, we had some more general questions come in.
1: Yeah, let's let's tackle them.
0: We had these come in through uh, Instagram and and, uh, and Facebook came in. Right. So, uh, yeah, any or no? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. All right. So, um, here's the now. This question started as not so much of a question. Um, they started just kind of talking about their friends. They have a lot of friends that are all over the place. And then it, this, co- it was a comment on Instagram that just said, faith liberals question mark. Hmm. Now I have a feeling <laughs> that, uh, that this person was trying to ask the question, how do we handle? And uh, what do we think about this interaction of, of, uh, of Christians and People that are liberals calling themselves Christians. I mean, we had candidates even that were, you know, fairly, fairly liberal, yeah, who were claiming Claiming to be Christians. Christians.
1: Yeah, that's and so I think the question is, can you be liberal politically, maybe, and a follower of Jesus? Yes. Okay. Um, I guess my short answer to that would be, it doesn't seem to me that there's a uniform. Um, political party that completely perfectly beautifully epitomizes the kingdom of God um, so I, here's what I'll often say Josh is that my hope is that let, let mean could we just use you know Democrats as liberals Republicans as conservatives sure. and yep. try to make it as clean as possible my, my hope is that we have followers of Jesus in both parties Mm-hmm. I, I think the last thing that we'd want is to only have followers of Jesus in one party uh, because uh, that gives no ability for followers of Jesus to prophetically speak mm. into the other party, right? Mm. So I think it works best when people from within that party prophetically speak into it to say, uh, these, these things don't seem to align with my ethics and values as a follower of Jesus. And so it seems like there are certain things that a more quote-unquote liberal um, or Democrat uh, party would be about that would align with the kingdom of God. Things Mm -hmm. like social justice, care for the poor, things Mm -hmm. like that, that certainly, as we read through the scriptures, are in line with the heartbeat of God. Mm -hmm. And and then there are things, certainly, in a more conservative Republican platform that would... uh, be in line with the kingdom of God. Also, mm. I, I would say the right to life is one of those issues that, Absolutely. as followers of Jesus, we we stand on firmly. And and so, I guess I don't. The last thing that I would want to do is say you can only if you're a Christian you have to be this party. It gives us zero ability to speak into the other party with mm. any sort of uh, you know weight or validity.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. So, and I guess here's my question
1: what would jesus have been not, mm. not not like what would jesus be today but mm-hmm. what w- i wonder what jesus would have been viewed mm. of in his day and time huh.
0: because there yeah. were political parties yeah, in there were. ancient israel there were okay so talk talk about those parties a little bit because cuz that's a that's a great observation
1: yeah like so i'm just going to fly at 30,000 feet, right yeah. um, there's four that i can think of so there's two on the right and two on the left. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the right, you had the Pharisees, which are probably the most popular, quote unquote, party in the Mm -hmm. Bible in the sense that they're talked about the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were very religious, like not only followed the law, but built hedges around the law so that they were certain not to violate it. And what they believed was if we could keep the law perfectly, then the Messiah would come back, Mm -hmm. right? So... We've got to keep the law. Mm-hmm. But really, it was a political narrative that they were utilizing to try to usher in the Messiah. Yeah. So then I would say even further right, you had the zealots, and they mm-hmm. were like, the heck with the government. <laughs> let's just overthrow this thing. It's garbage. Let's take yeah. over and let's usher in the Messiah. And, and you can look at like the Maccabean revolt in 164 with Jacob Maccabeus yeah. and his brothers, and they they overthrew Rome, at least for a time, or Mm -hmm. I guess uh, for a time. (laughs) And uh, they overthrew, I guess it was Greece. And then Rome came in after. But they thought they'd ushered in the Messiah, but that political party didn't die out. That's Mm -hmm. like the far right, almost like libertarian anarchist, like we don't need government or we're going to overthrow it and take over. And then you had... um, Uh, maybe a little bit even further than that, you had the sad, or sorry, you had the Essenes who said, we're out, right? So these are like Mm -hmm. the followers of Jesus that just go, we're not dealing with the whole political scene. We're just going to go to the Dead Sea and set up our own Qumran community, which by the way, uh, they're the reason that we found the Dead Sea, have the Dead Sea scrolls. So I'm not knocking the Essenes. I'm not, I don't know. know that it's a great approach, but it's a separatist view of yeah, politics, yeah. so we're not we're not going to engage at all. And then you had the Sadducees that were uh, the liberals, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't uh, they they didn't um, believe in the resurrection, uh, and so which one of those was Jesus?
0: <laughs> it's a great question. <laughs> great question, right? I mean, because in <laughs> a lot of those are uh, some of those are kind of the bad guys. Yeah, and Jesus I mean, I don't in the Bible. I mean, in the New Testament, in the, the sure. Cospels. Yeah, I mean, they are. They're, they're none of them
1: align mm-hmm. with the way of Jesus fully, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. you can have pieces of it that you go, yeah. well, that that fits, but that doesn't. And and so, I I, I I guess all that to say, I think it's a misnomer to think that Jesus fits in either category.
0: Okay. And so if Jesus didn't fit in any category there, would he fit in any category No, 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 no way.
1: And I think the better question is uh, actually the question that the angel of the army, the Lord's army, asked Joshua in Joshua chapter 5. So the angel of the army, this is a fascinating passage, approaches Joshua, Joshua chapter 5, and um, Joshua says to him, whose side are you on? Ours or theirs? Right? So, okay, let's just read it like this, right? Whose side are you on? Are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? Hmm. Are you for us or are you for them? And the, the angel of the Lord's army, a lot of people think this is a Christophany, so a preincarnate appearance of of the Messiah. So his response is one word, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, as if to say, it's the wrong question. Yeah. The question isn't, are you on, God, are you on our side or their side? Yeah. The question is, God, are we on your side? Absolutely. Are we part of your kingdom? Is that what we ultimately want to be about? So I'll always tell people, I hope I pastor, always pastor a church that has Republicans and Democrats in it oh, yes. that can come together in worship to say, we're actually, our allegiance is to Jesus as Lord mm-hmm. and Savior. And he, that and that's a mm-hmm. political statement in and of itself, by the way. Absolutely. Um, but to pastor a church that has both of those people represented, declaring allegiance to the kingdom and speaking prophetically into
0: their party. Uh, now, okay, but here's the problem: in our world, those people don't get along real well. H- how can we get
1: along? Well, I think that's the that's one of the roles the church could potentially play. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, and. That, that's where it's love that binds us together. It, mm-hmm. And I also think that within each party, what transcends, what, what I hope at least at some point, again, transcends platform agendas is people, mm. right? Like it's, this is about people and we can agree that people matter. And I think it's Andy Stanley who said, what's best for people is what's best. Mm-hmm. And that hopefully one of the roles Christians can play is that, right? Yeah, Love, yeah. people. Let, like, let's get back to that. And it may mean that some of the side project agendas we mm. can speak into and say, mm-hmm. actually, it doesn't seem like that puts people first. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it may, okay, I, I don't <laughs> know what the comments are saying. You can see them, but I can't. Um, uh, that, that may be pie in the sky, maybe <laughs> idealistic. That may be a lot of things. And to that, I'd say you may be right, but... Uh, are there any better ways? Because yeah. I just see the divide uh, getting wider and wider. Yeah. and I think as followers of Jesus, we have a unique space to fill
0: that's a third kingdom way. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, there's some uh, there's some great comments that uh, that are supporting that for sure. One of the things I like about that is that that the church is is a place where people from, all those different views can come together that there's something prior to that. Something, you know, that we're in the name of Jesus that is above all of the other things that we do. But here's the thing, each of us, on each side of the political spectrum, I mean, I think we all have to admit neither political side uh, gets it all right. We're all missing something. But isn't it cool that in, in a church, in the church, overall, at least, uh, we have people in the the body of Christ that are just doing the best work possible to to fight abortion, right, right, and and to 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 for their pro life, and they're just going after that with yep. everything they've got. And in the same time, we've got in the body of Christ people that are that are just going after poverty, yeah, and uh, you know, and going to social justice and together Care for the poor, exactly, yeah, doing. Not everybody can can really be a part of all of those things at once, but together as a church, we can do so much more than we can,
1: yeah, on our own. Uh, absolutely, and gosh, that, that's the kind of church that I I want to be a part of. That's the kind of church that I want to help lead because I feel like there's way more potential there than if we just sort of follow a party line. Absolutely. You know,
0: absolutely. Well. That I think that's that's a that's a huge topic, and we spent a little bit more time. But but the next question, um, there's two similar ones uh, that really come out of really asking this: should pastors should pastors speak up and speak out for our country? Now, and I'm guessing this is meaning kind of from the pulpit. Um, that really, what I mean, what's our role as pastors in the political arena? Um, should we be, should we be speaking out more? You know, let's just say we, we don't take stances right. on, on, politics. we don't endorse candidates. Right? Because like, of
1: the reasons that I laid out before. Because of that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We endorse Jesus. We endorse and Jesus. according to Acts chapter 16, that was a very political statement. Uh, they're saying, <laughs> it says, you're saying that there's a king other than Caesar his name is Jesus. I think it's Acts sixteen verse seven, mm-hmm. um, but sorry, go on. But that's why that's why we endorse Jesus. Yes,
0: we so so that's why we don't we don't endorse a, a candidate, um, and we and we do pray. We pray for our country. We pray for our leaders. Um,
1: yeah, you know, I think Josh, as I look back on the the political this political season that we're sort of on the tail end of, I think that's one regret that I have, I wish we would have prayed more fervently for, mm-hmm. uh, our president, for the election, for our governor. You know, one of the things I've always sort of done is anytime we, I, we pray for president Trump, we also pray for governor Newsom. Mm-hmm. What I found is that uh, a lot of people want us to pray for either one or the other. Right. <laughs> but I think as, yeah. as Jesus followers, like we, we don't, we don't choose which one, we which one of those we pray for. We pray for both. Yeah. Because of the same scripture, it informs that both for both of those people. But I, I um, that that's as I look back on this season, I, I wish we would have pushed more fervently into prayer uh, for our nation.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so yeah. should we
1: speak out more? Yeah. Um, I think that's a complicated issue. I'm reminded that one of the things that Billy Graham at the very end of his. Uh, uh, life said, looking back, he said one of the things that he regretted most was being too political. Yeah. Um, which is interesting because he was sort of the pastor to so many presidents and he was uh, prolific in the political world in, in his day, with a number of different presidents that crossed you know political aisles. So mm-hmm. I think I thought in many ways, wow, what a model of how to engage well, with the hope of the gospel, but I think what he said is that actually took him away from the mission mm. that God had given him, uh, and he wishes he would have been more wholeheartedly for that. So I think mm. here's the thing, here's here's also the thing, Josh, is we have to remember that even though we have a, con- a local context, uh, we're part of an eternal kingdom, and so yes, we are a church located in Southern California, so that gives us a number of different contexts, but we're um, we're part of a kingdom where hmm. it's every tribe, every tongue, every nation, and if we get our if our view becomes too myopic, hmm. I feel like we'll lose we lose sight of where this is all heading. Yeah. And in Revelation, it's all it's heading to um, not a monolithic or mono ethnic type of existence. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful picture of uh, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, every color gathered around the throne of God, and so. I don't want to lose sight of that, um, but I also want to be able to speak prophetically into the things that yeah. seem like they're they don't align with the way of Jesus mm. in our culture, in our space, in our locale.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a really that's a huge observation, that and a, and so accurate that we can get so caught up on what is happening here. You know, it's in our newsfeed, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's on every channel. It's it's if you still read newspapers, it's on there. It's on Swipe. Facebook. Yeah. You're swiping through it all, right? Um, politics kind of can take over the rest of our life, and it feels like it's everywhere. But that's an American thing. Yeah. And the church is so much more than America. We're not. I mean, we're we're not even close to the majority of Christians. Not even close. Um, there's so much more of the world that, uh, that sees things through different lenses. Yeah. And so speaking in a way that is representative, not just of us, but also of the global church is a huge, that's a great way to think about it.
1: You know, and the other thing, this is just sort of in all honesty, right? <laughs> like I, what I find right now is it is so difficult to find facts yeah. And so I here's my fear, right? Like I come out and I say, the this X is wrong. We need to stand up against it. And then you know you find out a few days later, oh, that was a total conspiracy, or that was a farce, or yeah. that was totally made yeah. up, or yeah. that was put out by the left, or that was put out by the right. Oh, yeah. And or some rich company is making money off of that, and all of a sudden you're oh totally. And then you go, Okay, I I just utilized the pulpit to propose uh, Mm. that this is wrong when this thing isn't even... And I think as a pastor right now, in the digital age, one of... And you guys can pray for us as we try to navigate, because I feel like there's so many things that we would stand up for more strongly if we had (laughs) good evidence to believe that these things were legitimately true. I'll give you an example. Um, There's so much contradictory evidence right now about... Coronavirus and everything that's going on with COVID nineteen, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a genuine um, reality, right? I mean, two hundred. We just today, I think, or yesterday, yeah. passed two hundred and fifty thousand uh, deaths in the United States alone, which is yeah. devastating. Um, and yet, uh, we get emails on a very regular basis chastising us for not. Meeting in person inside yeah. with unlimited numbers, pushing back against the government, saying we're going to do this anyway, mm-hmm. and um, and I feel like we're in this weird limbo spot of it's hard to know
0: what's yeah. true. Yeah, absolutely, and that you know that's that's actually something that people have asked a lot about, and so I think that's a great transition to this because especially you you mentioned something about. Uh, praying for our leaders. Yeah. Praying for those, the government officials. Uh, I, I just have to believe this has got to be a terrible time to be in charge of anything right now, to have any leadership responsibility right now, um, especially the greater the leadership responsibility, the harder the decisions are. Yeah. Right. And this is where you think of, you think of something like Governor Newsom and, and President Trump. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like the, the weight. On these guys is crazy but there's a lot of weight on you as well trying to take all that input trying yeah. to take all those decisions and figure out what we're gonna do so you know for instance Bill <laughs> Bill just he writes this uh, when do you think even CC will be having services inside again yeah right this is that's the big question and, yeah. and we spend we spend hours discussing that uh, brainstorming ways to do this you guys have no idea <laughs> I mean
1: And and from the outside looking in, it's probably like, what, what, really, what are you, what are you thinking about or talking about for hours? But the, the contingency plans, the, if we can only have a hundred people, how do we create four or five venues at each hour so we can accommodate all of our people? All these questions are, are legitimate questions that, um, we're trying to wrestle with. So the question is, when will we be having, uh, gatherings inside? Um, well, Uh, we can it it seems we're doing our best here I guess let me just rewind for a second yeah I think it's important for people to know that we have an elder board that it's not me sitting in my office going you know I think we should follow the government mandates or on a whim on a Wednesday I decide nah let's not (laughs) the heck with it, right? No, we have a whole elder board that's speaking into this that is helping to guide our church. Their their job is to guard, govern, and guide. These are men who love Jesus. There's 27 of us right now, or 26 or 27 of us. And so uh, I've committed in this season not to make any decisions in a vacuum Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like there's wisdom in the collective. And to this point, we haven't dis- we haven't felt a strong sense from the Lord to say, we're going to disobey our government. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot of people that are frustrated about that. There's also a lot of people that are grateful for that. Absolutely. And and so any decision you make in this season as a leader, my guess is you're making half the people really angry, yeah. which is one of the reasons it's so difficult to be a leader in this season. Absolutely. Um, but I think... So that's been our posture, and so one of the elders asked me uh, the other night, uh, do we have biblical mandate, a biblical mandate to meet? And I said, well, actually, yes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but we don't have a biblical mandate to meet inside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In fact, uh, when the early church gathered in the temple courts, they were outside, and mm-hmm. um, And so that's the very first, like one of the very first church meetings (laughs) that happened in Acts chapter two. Uh, We also don't have a biblical mandate that says the whole church has to gather together in one space. And so Hebrews chapter 10, amen to Hebrews chapter 10. And I would say to our church body, keep meeting together. Um, Come on campus if you're able and you feel safe doing that. We're doing Mm -hmm. our best to make it so that it's... um, a, accommodating, but be safe. So sanitizing in between and all these things, right? We're, we're doing our best. But if you can't, my, my suggestion, Josh, would be gather sort of a, a bubble of people that you watch the service with mm-hmm. and interact with. There's no mandate in Hebrews chapter 10 that says, don't give up meeting with groups over a hundred together.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, that would have that would have wouldn't even cross their minds. No, That there'd be groups of a hundred meeting together in one building. No, there no was way. no building, no building that could fit that many people. Yeah. Other, maybe the temple, but right, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's about it. So, when they say don't stop meeting together, what do you think they're talking about? Oh, I, I, they're. I think they're talking about
1: gathering for worship, but their context is probably a house church. Yeah. Uh, most likely. <laughs> what's What's really, I think, um, ironic, maybe ironic. I don't know if that's the right word. You'll have to tell me after. Is okay. uh, that's in verse uh, twenty four. Verse twenty five says, "And encouraging one another." Right. So the yeah. reason you get together is to encourage one another. Um, what's been so ironic? I guess is that the people that are so passionate about us meeting together all in one space under one roof, um, haven't been the most encouraging. Mm. And so that Mm. there's a tension there between, well, why do we want to get together? And how about like practicing the why, uh, even before we're able to practice the what in the way that we're traditionally used to doing here in the United States.
0: Yeah. I think irony is the right word. Is it? Okay, yeah, and, fair enough. And a little sad. I mean, I'd just say sad is the right word for that too. Um, because the context of that passage, um, 24 says, um, let us consider how we may stir one another, oh, no. another on towards to love, love and love good deeds. And good deeds, right? To to love each other. Now, this is the thing that it, we, we're meeting together so that we can help each other love better. Yep. You know, here's the thing. And this is where, as I've, Process this whole thing, and I know there's different opinions about how we, what this really is in general, but at least I hope, I think our motivation for what we've done so far is actually to love our community, mm-hmm. love each other as best as possible, and most of the time in life, the best way to love people is actually to come together yeah. and love people, but right now for this season, it sure has seemed like the best way to love is actually to, to be a little bit more distant. Yeah. And, and as, as terrible as that's been, that's the heart behind it. And I think
1: I, you know, Josh, I could see some people pushing back and going, that's not the most loving thing to do. And here's why. And, and fair enough. Right. Totally. But I think what I would want people to know is that's been our motive. Yes. Um, that that's been our heartbeat. And I say our, because I just want to reiterate, we don't make any of these decisions in a vacuum. There's you know, 27 men speaking into that for Absolutely. our church. And I think that's really important for people to know and wrestle with and even to, to pray for us because, mm. um, gosh, I I can't tell you how much sleep I've lost wondering, man, are we doing the right thing here? <sighs> are we doing the right thing here? I bet. And um, that I, I genuinely, we genuinely want to do the mm. right thing mm. for our church body for our evangelistic influence in our community, for the safety of people. I mean, I, I don't know what I'd do if I knew that there was, you know, an outbreak that happened because we decided to gather um, in defiance and uh, people died because of it, you know? I mean, that would be yeah. terrible. It'd be awful. It'd so be awful.
0: And, you know, it got me thinking about really the, the purpose of, of church because, uh, you know, I could see some um, rationale to meeting if church, the purpose of church was really just for us Mm -hmm. for the community, for those who are already in who the members, right? The members only club. Yeah. Right. But, but we know that's not, that's not our main purpose, is it? No. So why, why does, tell us a little bit about why that would change the way we view this.
1: Well, I I guess here's the way I would say it. Um, The church doesn't have a mission the mission has a church, mm-hmm. and so the reason that we gather together is that because Jesus is on mission in his world, mm-hmm. and he's called us to practice one another together, to worship together, to practice communion together and baptism together, and all of these things, but they're all in the context of being on mission To see people made alive in Christ, to see people learn to live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. We're not, we are not the Dead Sea, meaning that it's not just all about us and getting fed. It's it's about giving. And that's one of the things that I would just I love about Emmanuel Faith. I I love that this is a Mm. generous outward facing mm-hmm. mission loving church it, and it has been for 80 years and lord willing will continue to be into the future but this is one of those ways we mm-hmm. practice mission.
0: Mm. I ironically. Love that. I love that. I run, put this on the screen. Church doesn't have a mission. The mission has a church. Yeah. I really I, I think that's so that that speaks into this so much that that, that the fact is that our mission takes priority. Yeah. And, and the mission is the people out there. So, because I, I, often, I often wonder what they think about us the, the, out, the outside the of outside. the walls of the church. Yeah. yeah. Well, the people that are, are our mission of us wanting to get together. And I wonder if, if even us gathering together in this community could make our neighbors nervous that we're going to start some, you know, some super spreader event or things like that. And, and of course, we're being as careful as possible. Yeah. And, and, I mean, our people, you coming to services, have done a great job of, of, of socially distancing and, and wearing masks when appropriate and all that stuff. But at the same time, if we were to push this and to all gather inside and say, you know, it's all fake and who cares, there's going to be a number of people who... Who would see that and just say, those Christians, they're, they're ridiculous,
1: they're crazy, or whatever that is. Or, I mean, maybe even worse, they just care about themselves, uh, right? Like, they—which is totally contrary to the way of Jesus, and it's Jesus who relinquishes his rights to live in the way of love, um, and, and I, I, I said it like this earlier mm. in the pandemic, yeah. and I, I still hold on to this um, with probably some nuance, right? But um, we can be followers of Jesus without rights. We cannot be <sighs> followers of Jesus without love.
0: Ooh, i gonna write that one down too. I don't have time, but, so, but it, it, that is we, so good. Say that again.
1: Yeah, we can be followers of Jesus without rights. In fact, followers of Jesus do this all over the world. Huh. We cannot be followers of Jesus without love. That puts us outside of the camp. Ah, absolutely. So, uh, and, that and is it. I, I would say, I say probably some nuance because, ironically, followers of Jesus have been known to be people who fight for the rights of others absolutely. and of people with no voice. And, um, and yet, historically, and this is just historically speaking, they're people that have been willing to lay down their own rights for the rights of others because they're going, well, that's actually one of the key distinctives of what it means to live in the way of Jesus. This is what he did.
0: That's what he did. That's Philippians 2 right there. Philippians 2. Yeah. yeah. He should not consider equality with God. I love the NIV on that. that, that, that uh, to be used as Used to his own advantage. His own advantage. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. I could, couldn't, couldn't get it out. Uh, yeah. That's so great. So good. Um, I love uh, uh, Connie. Thank you for uh, Connie Rich. Right on. Good to see you, Connie. Connie. Um, our church is not a building. Our church should be the love of Christ, and we should take this time to reach out to others and help them. Uh, you're, you're right. You're right. And, uh, yeah, Pam says, great reminder, Jesus, relinquished his rights. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's what we're getting at. So so all that to say, um, part of this is we want you to know this, these are difficult decisions. Oh my
1: gosh. Uh, yeah. It's not easy friends. Um, pray for us. I yes. guess that's, that's what I'd yes. say. And, um, yeah, for our elders as they make decisions and we try to navigate this with wisdom and in a way that honors our Lord and serves our people. Well, that that's, that's our goal. And, uh, you may disagree with our tactic if you do. Uh, that's, that's okay. Um, but my hope is that you hear our heart mm-hmm. and our motive, mm-hmm. and, uh, and hopefully we're on the same page with that. Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. And, you know, I'd say pray for churches everywhere. Yeah. Because every church, I mean, this is, like I said before, this is not an easy time to be a leader of anything. Um, I mean, business owners, I know, you out there, um, you're having a hard time with all of this. It just seems like all the things that we used to do really well, like as a mm-hmm. church, for instance, we did worship services really well, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we could do small groups really well, right? All these things that we used yeah. to do really well Kids now, programming. Kids programming, youth. I mean, oh I'm, I'm
1: looking at out the window at a brand new kids building, right? <laughs> that usually on uh, Wednesday nights would have four hundred, over 400 kids in yep. it. Um, and with the current restrictions, we just can't do it in the same way. Uh, that we could before. And man, that's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And yet our teams have pivoted and have really responded creatively to the challenge and said, all right, we're going to do what we can with the resources that we have to make the most for the gospel in this season. And I'm really proud of the way that our teams have responded with Kids Connect and primetime meeting outside last night and yes. you know junior high and high school meeting outside and and just saying listen the mode and methodology has changed but the mission remains yes. and we're going for it we're trying yeah. to make disciples with everything we got absolutely
0: and you know this is uh, this has been this has been great and i think this has been important for everybody here we haven't gotten into daniel and i don't think we're gonna make it today um i, I want to end with uh, this topic still it's really that mission Um, Because here's someone, someone has asked, and and we've had some others like this um, that are similar. Uh, Anna Nielsen from uh, Facebook is here. (laughs) Hi there. She's joining us through Facebook. Um, She's saying this, can you speak more to living on mission with Jesus? Okay, so what does that look like to the individual? Um, To the individual, but uh, more importantly, what does it look like for the body? Um, here at EFCC. So how do I individually live um, on mission for Jesus, um, with Jesus, and how can I do that corporately? How can we do that? And, you know, I think there's there's two issues going on. One is that uh, how do we do that now, and how do we do that in general? Maybe go with it however you feel led there.
1: Yeah, I think, well, one, I'd say that's a great Question, because that that is that ultimately is the question, right? right. So live, living on mission, I would I would say, is about becoming and making disciples. So mm-hmm. how do we how do we do that? What what does it look like to be a disciple? First of all, well, it's to live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. It's mm-hmm. to be a learner, to be an apprentice, where Jesus is. And I I always I, I like to lay it out like this for people: um, Savior. So we trust mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. for the forgiveness of our sins and rabbi. He's, he's also teacher. He's teaching us how to live, mm-hmm. how to live the full life, vitology, right? Mm-hmm. If he's teaching a class, Jesus, it's vitology, right? How, right. To, how to live fully. Um, and so we do that by being with Jesus. We do that by becoming like Jesus. And then we do that by doing what Jesus did. So being with, uh, what does this mission look like? This mission looks like posturing our hearts and our soul and our day to practice the presence of God, mm-hmm. to pursue him. One of the things that the, uh, uh, apostles and early disciples were, what was said about them was these, it was clear that these people were ordinary unschooled men who had mm-hmm. been with Jesus. Yeah. And what strikes me about that, Josh, is that people weren't going, man, they knew their Bible, or they had all yeah. the answers, Or, but it was like the aroma of Christ yes. just sort of, it just emanated off of them. It, they'd huh. been with him. And the best way for people to know that you've been with Jesus, this is going to shock people, is to be with Jesus, Jesus. Um, but then to become like him. So there's, all, there's areas in all of our life where... Um, that Jesus wants to heal. I mean, the other word for salvation in that Acts four passage, uh, there is salvation in no other name. I actually think it should be translated healed. Yeah. There's there's healing in no other
0: name. Yeah, it's the same word, right? It's the it's exact the, same word. It can be translated either way, and so that's a choice by by a translators. Yeah, and they choose healed right mm. before
1: when they heal yeah. a man. Yeah, and then we switch it to making it about getting to heaven, which. Certainly salvation is partially about that, but in this context in Acts chapter 4, it's about healing, and there's healing that God wants to do in all of us, Mm -hmm. and that's part of discipleship, whether it's emotionally or financially or relationally or uh, mentally, I mean, all sorts of areas that God wants to heal us. And then doing as he did, and so to Anna's question, what does it look like to do that corporately or individually, and then corporately? The mission doesn't change when we get together. That's still the mm-hmm. mission: is to become and make disciples, doing what Jesus did. What did Jesus do? He he preached the gospel, mm-hmm. he healed, he uh, met people where they were at, and showed them the love of the Father. People that everybody else wanted to keep at a distance. Mm. Um, I mean, this is going back to the very first question. Uh, Jesus probably would have been considered a liberal by a lot of people. I mean, he's a—he's considered to be a drunkard yeah, and somebody yeah. who hung out with all the wrong people, yeah. right? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. Like, reel this guy in a little bit if he wants to be yeah. the Messiah. Yeah. Uh, no. So, but what what's he doing? He's going to the people on the fringes and declaring to them the love of the Father and the forgiveness of sin in Him. And I think that's exactly what the church. Has to do. Um, I saw this just today, got a note that um, we were able to provide 81 Thanksgiving dinners for people within our church family. And I just thought, man, praise the Lord for that. Uh, that's just within our church family. But also, I love the work that uh, organizations like Safe Families are doing. To, so Anna's you know, part of that yeah. and Adoption Ministry. Um, I love the work that Interface doing and the mm-hmm. food drives that we've done for them in the past. Uh, I, I love uh, part of the our staffing, not restructure, but just as God's bringing people, uh, Luke Biansky, our missions pastor, who has a passion to mobilize our body to live into the gifts that God's given them uh, locally, globally, wherever. Yes, yeah. um, I, I saw just as I was walking in here a uh, missionary couple that we sent to uh, mid the Middle East yeah. around this time last yep. year, just back visiting family. And I thought, gosh, I'm so grateful for people like them who oh, are willing yes. to say, this gospel is worth it. We're going for it. And as a church, we're saying, we're with you and yeah, we're yeah. behind you. So. Um, corporately, what does it look like? Jesus is Lord, Jesus is rabbi. We are together being with Jesus. Together we're becoming like Him, and together, yeah. we are doing what He did, because that's the mission that
0: we exist for. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I hope that fleshes it out a little bit. I love it. I love it. and you know this is the thing that gets me excited about about the church, that we can do so much more uh, together. And we can individually. Well, and that's where I
1: would say, like, we I think we have to have a vision, you know, as a church for where God is leading us Mm -hmm. to live on mission with him, no doubt. But I think part of our vision has to be to catalyze the individual visions that God has given people within the church body, right? So what is the mission? Well, that depends on who's here. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yes.
0: And so so what do you what do you care about? Like what's something that you're passionate about? Right? I know Anna. I know that she's passionate about things and I know she's jumping in, but I think that's a great question to ask all of you out there. Where where does that lie? You know, and in and, and every single place, every single passion area, there can be a way that that can be applied to uh, to living out the, the gospel, totally. living out your discipleship in, in life. I mean, there no matter what it is, we'd love to talk to you about how you can. Yeah,
1: involved. And I think the main question, Josh, is what do you sense Jesus saying to you? Yeah. And what does it look like to be obedient to him? And the last thing that I want to do is be a part of a church that shuts people down. Like I like Uh. I want to have a permission culture, right? Where Mm -hmm. it's like you have full permission to to be who God's created you to be Mm -hmm. and to chase the dreams that He puts in your heart and the passion he puts in your heart. And part of my role and part of your role and mm-hmm. our role as church staff Atlas, yeah. is to come alongside and equip the saints for the work of ministry. That's right.
0: That's right. Well, I love that. And I think that's a, that's a great note to end on. And in fact, if you have any questions about that, about how you can get involved here, uh, if you're joining us from somewhere else and you want to know how you can get involved in another church, uh, please feel free to write in as well. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out. Uh, you know, you can always just send questions at efcc.org. It's on the screen there. Um, we'd love to, to start hearing from you more. It's going to be a couple weeks before we'll be able to do this again. And so I hope that uh, my inbox will get full of questions so that we have more to talk about. And you We can didn't always, even get to Daniel today. We didn't get to Daniel today. I know. And there's so much in Daniel. This has been a great study. Uh, if, if nothing else, the thing that just captures me with Daniel and this study and this sermon series has been just how relevant that book is.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Yes. I mean, I, and can uh, I
1: really quickly share? I was please. thinking uh, uh, originally, like, I don't want to preach through all these prophecies. Like, I'd love to do a class and teach through oh, them, right? Wow. And have a few hours on each one to cross-reference and, all right, turn in your Bible to this. And then, you know, yeah, just yeah. back and forth with charts and all that stuff. That would be fun. Preaching through them, I went oh gosh, there's so many sermon series you can find of pastors that preached Daniel and they stopped at Daniel chapter 7. They're like, we're out. And I get it, right? (laughs) Yeah, that Um, makes sense. (laughs) I'm so glad we preached through Uh, those portions of it because finding the the way that they related to today, and they do, because so many of those visions are uh, political in nature. They're about empires. They're about power. They're about they're about a way of life, uh, set in contrast to another way of life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. the, where the people of God are distinctly different from the empires of the earth. And, um, I remember in Daniel eight where I said, so where did the, where's the beast that is the people of God, right? It's, you have rams, you have goats, you have, um, uh, lions, you've got bears. Where's the church's beast. Yeah. And you just never see it. It's yeah. not, it doesn't exist. It's it's a lamb mm-hmm. who's crucified, mm-hmm. who changes the whole script and ushers in new life and new community. And actually, that's where we'll end in two weeks when we uh, end the book and resurrection. This Absolutely. is a, a new world is just waiting Absolutely. to burst forth.
0: Uh, I, just, I, just, I just love that. I love that, that, that you know, in some way, even. We've talked about politics. So in some ways, we've been addressing some things that Daniel addresses because that's a very political book. Actually. Oh, it is. It, yeah. And so that was the perfect timing for us to be hearing that, to be putting this whole thing that we're dealing with, uh, this, in a sense, this battle over, over, uh, over this country, in a sense, um, to put that in perspective. That this, is, this has been great. Yeah. And so, uh, so really as much as we can't get to questions, um, the fact of the matter is we didn't have a lot of questions come in. All our questions were about other things. And so uh, as you're listening to sermons, as you're um, just going through life, as you're doing devotions, you're, as you're reading the, uh, or listening to the, to the podcast, like we have another podcast that's our daily fill. Um, you can listen to that on your, on your podcast, wherever good podcasts are found um you can uh, and bad ones and bad ones too ours isn't one of those but i know you probably yeah. can find all of them you next. can uh you can get our emails for daily fill and get those in your inbox every day um as you're thinking about those things then uh if you think of questions if you think of good topics to, to talk about and discuss once again they do not have to be like worded perfectly uh there's no bad questions and this is a good place to ask the toughest questions you can we're not promising to give you the the best answers all the time, but we're going to do our best. I like, I even like, instead of question, answer, I like
1: question and response because it's a different posture, right? Like I'm going to give my best response and, um, but it, it, you may push back on it and that's okay.
0: Like we, we, we need that sharpening. So I like it. Well, well, thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, thank you for joining us on this first podcast, if you are a podcast listener, and uh, thank you everybody for uh, for joining us on Facebook, on YouTube, uh, we uh, we can't wait to see you again. But until next time, God bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Go listen to some Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>